The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're heading into Memorial Day weekend, and we have you covered here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link of Rotowire.com here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Always a pleasure talking with you, Todd. Uh, what's on your mind today before we get, get into baseball? Not a, is it really Memorial Day weekend? I know. How crazy is that? That's, that's just nuts. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it is. Been some really good ball so far. I expect there to be some really good ball yesterday. Was it opposite day or what? I mean, there were three or four games that I expected to be blowouts or, or, or slugfests. And they were pitchers' duels. It just, you know, and yet Aaron Nola and Lucas Giolito just, you know, have their lunches handed to them. So I don't remind me again why I decided to do this for a living. <laughs> it is uh like we've said, it's like shooting at a moving target. It's very <laughs> Difficult baseball is so wacky, you never know what you're going to see on a given day. So, yeah, it's especially in small samples, baseball could be so weird. You've got you've got Jake Junis and Julio Teheran, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, and then and then San Diego or San Francisco, uh, I'm now I'm all San Francisco then brings in uh, Sean Manaya, and as, as a buddy of mine told me, that's just disrespectful. And yet it worked, right? Mm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's, that's the that's but one thing is good, and that is Jorge Soler did what he was supposed to do over the past couple of days, and that's pretty much hit a home run or just have a good day every day in uh, color. My joke's been, you know what the A team had to do to Mister T to get him on a plane? I wasn't a big fan of the A team, or I didn't see oh, much of it. Man, is there anybody else that can host this podcast? <laughs> No, all right, basically, I, had, I missed that. That was a little. They had to knock time. him out. They had. A, they had a like. They had a. They had to knock him out to get him on the plane. He was afraid to fly. That's what they got to do to Soler. They have to knock the guy out to get him on the team plane to get him out of Colorado. Three homers and another great day yesterday. Ah, anyway, all good. Yeah, he's on pace to blow past forty for the first time. Well, I think he's, he's done in Colorado. Yeah, he's done yeah, in Colorado. That's though. true. That's true. <laughs> Anyway, he doesn't okay. get to play all of his games there, but two left kind of this weekend. Yeah, he's he's got he's really Detmers. Had a nice yeah, Detmers and Sandoval. 
this weekend, and he crushes lefties. So I know they're pretty good lefties, but all right, we'll see. Anyway. Well, it was a pretty light week this week in the Rotowire Stake League, especially compared to last week. I had 30 bids in last week. I think I only had two this week, so uh, pared down quite a bit. Owen Miller and who was the other one? Kendall Graveman were my only uh, only guys. I bid on, missed out on both, but that's all right. Um, but, yeah, it's a little bit of a light week. We are at Memorial Day, but I was thinking we are only about 30% of the way through the season, Todd. So still a long way to go if you're – you know, hanging eighth, ninth, tenth spot. Don't get too down on on your team. No, and I haven't done this study for a while. I'm, I'm sure it still holds true. Right around now is when you're standing stabilized in that the top to bottom of each category is representative of how it will be. You know, towards the end, especially the ratios. You know, the ratios always seem you know too low and too high at the extremes. But they're starting to stabilize, which the point being, you can now get a better gauge of where your strengths and weaknesses lie to make trades or free agency or or just roster maneuvers. It's at least you're you have a little more of a basis to to make I think it's still early, right? To completely, you know, I need steals, I don't need home. Blah, blah, blah. It's still way too early, I think, for that. But the standings are are somewhat representative of the spread they will be at the end of the season. Well, I mentioned that it's, it was a kind of a light fab week and uh, this league is a 16 team league. So some of those interesting players who may be hanging around your league, probably not available here. Uh, but one of them, Todd, Jake McCarthy, he's now back. The flavor, the flavor of the week, Dominic Fletcher was uh, sent down. So that did not last too long. And I know you liked McCarthy coming into the season. I do expect him to kind of take back over his starting role, but are you are you willing to give him another shot on your fantasy team? Yeah, especially if I had him on a uh, draft champions where, you know, he, I just had to sit him and not drop him. A lot of the misfortune was, was hit it with bad kind of, well, it was misfortune. I already gave the answer. A lot of the, the troubles early on were misfortune. He's not a hard hit guy, right? He's not an exit velocity guy. He just wasn't getting on. But I don't know if it was driveline. But he, he went to some laboratory when he first was sent down to have his swing analyzed. And I think that's a positive sign. He was hitting pretty well before he got called up. And I said he has a chance to lead the league in steals. All right. I mean, it was just a, one of those things you say. But the point being, he can contribute in the stolen base category now if the balls start falling in. And you said Fletcher's dropped down. So the spot is there. Thomas is still in the minors. The spot is there. Yes, I'm going to be looking to activate McCarthy on my draft champions teams where he's been, you know, dormant until this point. Yeah, and if you pick him up, of course, you don't have to bank all those bad stats to date. I mean, that's obvious, but right, right. Um, right. Just you know, I think the baseline is much higher than, than we saw earlier this year. So yep. I'd be willing to give him a shot. Uh, Owen Miller, he goes for nine. McCarthy went for 11, by the way. Owen Miller goes for nine out of 100. I had a, just a $0 bid on him, but I was interested in adding him. Uh, really on a hot run, but just not a guy that I expect to, to sustain anywhere close to this. I should know this, but I, I, when, I, when I say why is he playing, I mean, who's hurt? You know? <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I mean, is there some? Well, is 
I think it started more so like on the short side of a platoon. All right, that's what it got here. Right, because um, uh, Terang, yeah. Uh, well, Bryce third Ray. base, Luis Arias. It's Luis Arias. Oh, yeah. is that what? Okay, all right. He's so a lot of third. All right. Um, all right. So yeah, and he's been playing regularly. I don't know if Milwaukee's had a bunch of lefties, but no, I don't. I, this, the playing time will keep up so long as he's hitting. But yeah, I see that going away pretty quickly. But I still believe that. I mean, if you jump on the bandwagon now, you're just as likely to get the the downfall as, as a continuation. But mm-hmm. the, that's the way you need to play now is you need to ride these streaks. If for no other reason than he's getting playing time, Owen Miller. Yeah, and I do want to say that Luis Arias did begin a rehab assignment Wednesday. So, yeah, okay. Uh, he's coming back. I mean, he may need a, a kind of a lengthy rehab given how long he's been out, but that – you know, Luis Arias' return could kind of close the door on uh, Miller, at least at third base. Yeah, and what I love, and we talked a little bit, a little bit about this, but when we, uh, you know, per, per request of, of some guy named Peter Schenke, who kind of owns the place, uh, we now have like the last nine or ten days of lineups. So, all right, so the first thing you went in my head was, um, you know, third base and like, okay, what? Wh- where's Brian Anderson playing? So we can check pretty easily that Anderson still in the line has been in the lineup for the past several days. And we want to check, you know, he's been in the outfield. So it's not as if Brian Anderson has fallen into a platoon with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, now let's see who else was picked up in the stake league. Uh, Jose Caballero of Seattle and Johan Oviedo. He took the loss, but, and I was, I had to like double check. I did a double take that he actually threw a, an immaculate inning in this yep. outing. Um, he got some help if you if yeah. you saw the nine pitches. He yeah, got I some help from the opposing bit, uh, batters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's a super rare accomplishment. Yeah. Congrats yeah. to Oviedo. Any interest in adding him? Um, let's see what he's done. I if he's been pretty good aside since the uh, six run outing yeah, on base. if you can stash him or or stream him which you can in your league yeah i do i i think there is some i think you can squeeze some goodness you know in a, in a in a deeper league out of oviedo like you said he's had issues uh he had well he, he was he was all right then he had that three game stretch where he wasn't so good and now he's kind of righted the ship again He's always going to have some control issues. The home runs, last two games he's getting up a homer, but he generally keeps the ball in the yard. So especially if, if a lineup is impatient and or he's at home, I'm definitely interested in Oviedo. The walks look a little high over his last three outings, although yeah. skewed a little bit by the five on May 12th, five walks. Uh, so, yeah, his last two outings he's been – Quite good. A 12 to 5K to walk over 11 and two thirds innings. Yeah, he's uh, that could be a kind of a sneaky pickup there. If you could. he's got some pedigree, right? He's got some yeah. prospect pedigree. Good call. Um, Kyle Hendricks is back, Todd. He was picked up the master of uh, limiting hard contact until he wasn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Kyle Hendricks struggled yesterday. I just, you know, it's been so long since he has been that kind of magician type. So uh, I'm really not looking at him really anywhere, Kyle Hendricks. No, I, I mean, 
Listen, if you need pitching, you need to take a shot. I'm not, you know, everybody has to manage their team. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'd rather have Julio Tehran, but um, it's, it's, I'd have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I am absolutely with you there. All right, let me get uh, some things squared here. I wanted to say we are brought to you by Rival Fantasy. I don't know if I mentioned that at the very top. We're sponsored by Rival, and we're going to be talking some Rival here shortly. I got my picks queued up for tonight uh, other pickups from the stake league as we wrap that conversation up kendall graveman i mentioned he was one of the few guys i had bids on he goes for five uh, maybe not much of a window there but he has seemed to taken over seemed to have taken over the uh yeah, and, closer job for the time and who's to say that hendrix gets every opportunity right away yeah he could need some more off days than normal yeah absolutely uh, matt veerling seth brown uh, Mike Soroka, do you think there's a chance we see Soroka at some point pretty soon? Every week when I when I update my my projections and make sure I have 162 starts per team, I I check our note on Soroka, and he's he's I mean he's actually he's, it's not like he's rehabbing, he's in the minor leagues, right? Yeah, it's kind of an extended rehab though. But yeah, yeah, but I get what you're saying. But he's, he's in the not, minor. He's not technically on a rehab assignment. Yeah, I mean he's he's in. The, I mean he probably has options left. He's in the minors. Mm-hmm. So I look to see how he does. I don't care all that much because he's like, like he's like uh, Kyle Hendricks, a, a contact guy. So I do think we see him, but I, I, I promise you, someone else is going to be more interested because he's a guy that I think outpitches peripherals early on, and was probably do some some correction, and it's just going to take a couple of years because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely with you there. He was. He had such a nice run before those like double Achilles injuries, but it was easy to poke holes in those numbers. And yeah. So yeah, I think you given that you take that he was probably overperforming early on in his career, the injury issues, the long layoff from, from major league action. Uh, I'm with you. Not much interest in Soroka. Uh, ben Lively, go Reds, but I wasn't interested there. Uh, Ryan Weathers. Chase Anderson, Edward Julian, who's back now with uh, Polanco on the IL. Drew Waters, Willie Castro, Mark Canha, Griffin Cannon, Garrett Cooper, and Kyle Manzardo picked up as a stash. So not uh, a ton this week after the big Matt McLean week and uh, a bunch of pickup Vientos and a bunch of guys last week. Yeah, um, Griffin Canning, I know you know it's one game and blah blah blah. He sure looked good against the Red Sox this week. So he I didn't get eyes on that. He looked yeah, he looked impressive, huh? I like the the context, Angel Stadium and good pitching park and the team. So he is someone that I'm going to check out for uh, potentially picking up. I've got a couple teams where I pretty much just have to revamp the pitching, and you know I just I'm, if I don't, I'm not going to win. So if I pick guys and they still continue to be terrible, I'm still not going to win. So I have to go a route that's going to try to fix. I mean, there's no fixing Alec Manoa, you know, uh, or teams that have Alec Manoa. Yeah. Uh, and I don't I, know. I benched him this week and it was the right call. Yeah. Yeah. I only, yeah. You know, I was, I got to raise my hands that I was dead wrong on Manoa this year. I, yeah, I was too. I was I kind of had my blinders on. In retrospect, I see now that I kind of was, I overlooked some of the red flags uh, just because I was, you know, been such a big fan of what he's done to date. But uh, there were some underlying issues under the hood that I kind of just conveniently gloss over. 
I, I didn't even gloss. I, I'm not sure if what I did was worse. I didn't gloss over. I maybe rationalized that he would get better and fit and, and, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. I thought the K's would tick up. Honestly. Yeah. And right. uh, I mean, you could, I could say the same about Aaron Nola as far as my team's being destroyed. I have more confidence than he'll come back, but that's waning. I mean, you know, kind of a little bit off topic here, but Nola's fastball is down a tick. And I don't know this. I think there's a study out. So it's kind of like half intuition and half kind of remembering what I've seen. But if I think if you like lose 98 to 99 or 99 to 98, it, it doesn't hurt you that much. If you go like from 87 to 86, it doesn't hurt you that much. But when you're like 93, 92 and you lose a mile an hour, I think it disproportionately hurts your your, your ability to of success. And that's where Nola is on his, on his four-seamer. His four-seamer is getting crushed. And that has a residual effect on his other pitches. So I don't know. Can you just gain a mile? Has, has our colleague Eric Halterman been right in that last year's um, pillar to post on the longest season ever for the Phillies because of the wild card? It's just catching up to Nola with all the innings. And we're just not going to see the same Nola this year. I don't know. But I'm getting nervous about expecting a Nola bounce back. Yeah, I've been a little bummed with Wheeler, too. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, but I, I don't think he, he doesn't get – well, I, I had him ranked top seven or eight. I didn't uh, – you know, so I – yes, I'm – especially in my my underdog teams, I have Nola and Wheeler and a lot of them, and I still have a couple teams hanging around the, uh, the, the top two to get into the tournament, but not as – you know, actually, I need to find out from someone what – you know, what, what, a, you know, a, an unbiased expectation is for the number, percentage of your teams in the underdog contest to get into the finals. I mean, you know, people, yeah, oh, I haven't oh, even I, looked at mine. I want three while. quarters of my team, you know, like half of I want to, I want someone to answer the question honestly. Um, you know, a good player in this best ball, what if they have 20 teams, how many should they expect, you know, to be? In the, uh, in the in the in the make the top two and make the final anyway, um, yeah I didn't I haven't looked in a while but last time uh, I looked my percentage was uh, looking pretty low as far as I've how got, many are going to be making it into the next round yeah I've got I've though. been I've been jostling between five and eight out of twenty three so that's I don't know bad. if that's high or low I don't I don't know I mean it's it, it is as the expression goes it is what it is that is true that is true all right well. As I mentioned, we are brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Yep. Before we give our picks for tonight, I want to tell you a little bit about Rival. Yeah. A new MLB season means it's time for a new kind of daily fantasy baseball. Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played, and they've brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy's games include Fantasy Bingo, head-to-head player challenges, and fantasy book, where users can select over-unders for two to five players. With games like this, daily fantasy has never been better. Right now, Rotowire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash signup and use code ROTOWIREMLB at sign-up and deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on Rival protected up to 50 bucks. Now's the time to step up to the plate and become a Rival today. Welcome 
to the arena. And Todd, in the past weeks, I've been reluctant to take a hitter just because you know, when you select two to five on the, the fantasy book on, on Rival, I like to stick to the, the pitchers because I feel like they're more reliable on a game-to-game basis. But I am going to actually throw a, a hitter into the rank goal. Yeah. They're into the mix. All right. Let that hair down. <laughs> yeah. Don't have any left. <laughs> but no, I, uh, given that the Rays are you know, first in stolen bases this year, 62, the oh, uh, MLB took some, had some notes about the Rays. I know where this is going. Base running. Yep. You, could, you should know where this one's going. And they are going up against. Noah Syndergaard tonight, who just it's been proven he's shown time and time again he cannot control the running game. So I'm gonna go Randy Arena over 8.97 points is my first pick tonight. Yeah, I was gonna say he may he may hit a homer instead, you know. So yeah. and you get and you get it right off the bat. Or he yeah. can get like three steals and just make get all those <laughs> nine points on steals. Yeah, he's a steal to get on, and that counts as much. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. I'm, I may have to go down that road uh, and, and take advantage of – I, I want to see what Franco's over-under is because I think he'll run too. Yeah, let me do a quick search. Uh, Wander's only at 8.62 points. So that could be a good one too. Yeah. And he's got the platoon. Yeah, I may, I may have to do another one. All right. All right, my second pick here tonight is going to be – and this one I struggled with a little bit, but I'm going to go back to the pitching side here and go George Kirby over 18.89 points. Um, you know, he's not like the massive strikeout guy that you love to target in these kind of games, but he's going against Pittsburgh at home. Uh, over under, there's only seven runs, and Seattle is favored minus 155. Mitch Keller has been great on the other side, but uh, Kirby's control is just something that, I really haven't seen – I mean, you know, you don't want to put too many crazy comps on the guy, but the uh, the control is kind of next level with George Kirby. Yeah. Um, you may hear the name Mitch Keller, Keller in the next minute or two again, but the thing about that, that number for Kirby, it's right at that cusp where he doesn't have to get the win. You know, once you're yeah. in the 20s, you kind of mm-hmm. have to get the win. Mm-hmm. And I know the Seattle's favorite, but it's still a team that hasn't performed as it should. And Pittsburgh has kind of righted the ship after their, you know, big losing streak. So, yeah, no, I, I'm going to watch that game just for the the fun of – I think it's a great pitching matchup. I, I just want to watch that for the fun of it. I also need to watch because, I mean, I don't really think there's anything seriously wrong with Julio Rodriguez, but I kind of wonder what's, what's taken so long for him to get going. Uh, he has had multiple hits in three of his last four games, so maybe it's here. But uh, yeah, after I guess just after last year, I was so sure that he was, uh, you know, he was going to perform at a high level for years and years to come. But baseball is an incredibly difficult game. So I'm trying to go through their lineup. I wonder if there's a little. I don't. I don't. There's not like a seasoned veteran to you know. I, I think he's. I think he may be putting too much on himself. Yeah, that could very well be. Suarez, if he was just a little bit better, Ejuanio Suarez could fit that mold, right? I don't think that there's like this reliable veteran that can kind of take the heat off of – I mean, where do reporters go after the game? They go to Rodriguez. There's there's no one else. 
you know, I mean, yeah, Ty Oscar's you know, been disappointing. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ty France, Crawford. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. they're going to his locker. So I wonder if there's a little bit of that going on. Um, but I think you're right. He's too talented not to rebound. You know, another guy too who I was just so sure was, you know, sure sure about his baseline was uh, Austin Riley. Another guy who's just not been uh, what I what I thought he would be this well, year. Maybe so. last night didn't he, have, he had a great night last night? Maybe yeah, he did. Park. Yeah, and it is still yeah very early, but uh, you know, I was just so sure that he was going to be awesome. He's he's still got time to. He's got a seven ninety four OPS. So it's not like he's what's his strikeout rate? Because I mean, he remember he struck out a bunch, then he fixed it. Mm-hmm. Is, he, is he striking out again, or is it just? Good question. Um, because actually in the stake league, I built my team around Riley and Julio Rodriguez. So things are turning around a little bit. Well, Riley's pretty much in line is with his K rate, but so 20, probably 26.5. A little, little, little bit of bad luck, and he'll, he'll, he'll get fine. He'll get better. Yeah, he's, he's walking a good amount, uh, more than ever, actually. And that park hits, plays better in the summer when it, mm-hmm. Atlanta gets nice and toasty. He's still been... You know, well above average by WRC yep. plus, but just not quite Austin Riley. So, yeah, if you built around guys like that, just continue to be patient. It is a, a very long season. All right, Todd, who are your picks tonight for rival fans? All right, we'll go through them pretty quickly. I am going on the over on three pitchers, as you suggest. Um, I think they're more uh, just easier to project because you, you less variance. I usually go under. I usually find three pitchers that I go under, but I'm going over on Hunter Brown, uh, Houston, uh, 16.97. You don't, doesn't need to go all that deep and get the strikeouts. So I like, I like Hunter Brown tonight. Call it a homer pick, but I'll take Chris Sale with Arizona, in Arizona, in the desert, 20.82, pretty much 21 points. And we kind of mentioned Mitch Keller. I mean, I saw 10.57. And I thought that was Brad Keller. I mean, yeah, is that all it was? I mean, 10.57 for Mitch yeah, Keller. Yeah, I, see that I should mention the over under seven, or would you say that something like that? Yeah, it was seven, yeah, seven, seven and a half, I think. Yeah, and Keller's going deep into the game. I mean, Seattle has to lay one on Keller for him not to go over 10.57. So those are yeah, my that three. That seems uh, like a mistake. That's a good one. Yeah, well. Yeah, I mean that's why we're doing this. Um, yeah. And real quick, I did, I did, I took three hitters, and to have some fun, I went the over. Um, I usually go the under on hitters just because of the variance. Ronald Acuna, I think he's got it's a Taiwan Walker over nine point eight eight. Brennan Nemo uh, in Cal- in Colorado, Connor Seabold over seven nine three. To me, that's a layup. I could make sure that Limo's in the lineup. And Jorge Soler, I know he's hot. I'm not writing a streak. I am writing the fact that he crushes Southpaws and he gets Reed Detmers tonight in Anaheim. Very nice. Good points all around. And, you know, you said you might have to make another one to add Randy or Franco. I might have to add one to get Hunter Brown in there because, <laughs> I mean, against this Oakland team, minus, yeah, and Ke- and Keller. Yeah, Keller too, minus 260 Houston tonight on the road. Yeah. In Oakland, over under eight and a half runs, going up against uh, James Caprillion, who's 0 and 4 with an eight. 680 just recently back and recently back on the rotation yeah man so those are some definitely some uh some over-unders to attack i would say those uh you know if they're they may seem a little too good to be true but i would i would attack those yeah well all those streaming all those flashing lights are vegas 
or because of things that were too good to be true. <laughs> but true. hey, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, not a victory lap, but I'm up, I'm up so far in rival. So uh, keep Very it nice. going. Can keep it going? All right. Well, let's get into the two start pitchers for next week. It is Memorial Day on Monday, so happy Memorial Day to everybody, and hope you enjoy uh, enjoy your long weekend here. Of course, we're going to have, I think, full slate on Monday, right? No. Nope. Usually, no? Oh, no, it's wow. actually been, a, I actually tweeted about this earlier. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I tweeted about this earlier, and, and, and Jeff Erickson responded in, t- in kind. I basically said that, um, actually, I said I'm prepping for the two-start two start pitcher pod, and there's only 11 games on Monday. Hmm. And for all the padding of the back MLB has done, well, this is a strike against them, uh, I think, anyway. Uh, yeah, I feel like in my head, holidays is always a full slate, but not this Memorial no, Day, huh? For one year that it was. And I understand you've got the CBA and the certain amount of off days that you have to have without, you know, days in a row. And the schedule makes it difficult with an interleague and facing teams fewer times. But, man, you got to figure out a way. I think anyway. I think you, hmm. even if it's having a – an off day on a, on a Wednesday, you know, I mean, you got to get everybody in action. And I know the sanctity of the holiday, et cetera, too. I don't want to demean that at all, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's just kind of, uh, it's just kind of weird. Then of course I followed up the tweet with, um, I know the oddest part of the most, you know, the, the most unbelievable part about my tweet is I actually prepare for the, for the podcast. Well, that makes one of us. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I do try, but uh, you know, I don't. I don't run the numbers like you do on these two stars. Well, pitches. I'm not. I haven't. I ran them last week. I haven't. I'm not. I'm trying to get running them this week. If you like, read a long ad or something. Play Stairway to Heaven, and I can. Uh, I can finish it. Up. I'm just kidding. Let's. Well, these it. are very much an inexact science. So <laughs> we're. Uh, you know, for me, it's a feel thing. You are very much more numbers uh, centric. So I, I respect that you run your projections usually, and of course, those uh, are reflected in your weekly pitcher rankings so check those out uh this weekend and you know you get an idea where where todd has these guys ranked i'm usually not too far off but we will differ from from time to time zero to five scale uh ryan nelson for arizona initially i just had him you know zero move on but then you know quality starters last time out in philly and uh over his last two starts now one of those was against oakland but just one earned run a lot of his last two starts a 10 to 4k to walk. So maybe I'll give him a complimentary one as a pat on the back for what he's done to date. It's home against Colorado, then home against Atlanta for Ryan. Nelson. Yeah. All right. I, I, all right. Yes. I'm in a good mood. It's a, it's a nice day. I will give you the one. Um, don't love at Atlanta, but it's at home. Mm-hmm. It is at home. gallons of, five right i mean he's gallon he's had a few speed bumps but he's he's awesome yep absolutely k's are down a little bit his last few outings but i'm not not really worried about that gallon. now bryce elder i'm tempted to go five here on bryce elder because he's just been continues to pass every test he has with flying colors at oakland at arizona 201 era i think i am gonna go five I mean, that Arizona is a little bit sneaky, I think. 
So I, yeah, I, it's I, not I, a layup, but it is a pretty pitcher friendly part. And they got right? Jake McCarthy back. Yeah, no, it is absolutely is. And you know they're better against you know the, the lefties there, Corbin Carroll, etc. Ah, man, I'm gonna go four. I, you know what? He may show up top twenty in my rankings, mm-hmm. but I still like to to say five. I I still want five to be special, and I don't know if he's special yet. Mm-hmm. If you have him, he is. <laughs> if he's on your yeah. team, he is. And I like. And now that I'm a uh, you know a sectionarian, I like to respect my elder. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. But anyway, yeah, I uh, I liked elder coming in. I, I wrote his outlook for the site, and I, you know, I was kind of surprised that he was not in that Schuster Dodd mix t- t- coming out of spring training. But he's really you know, since getting that opportunity this year, he's a uh, run with it. So good mm-hmm. for Bryce Elder. Tyler Wells of Baltimore versus Cleveland at San Francisco. I think I have him in a league, picked him up for a prior two-step earlier this season and been pretty happy with the results so far for Tyler Wells. So versus Cleveland's just a dumpster fire, by the way, offensively. Right. You're not going to get a ton of strikeouts, but you're also not going to give up a lot of traffic and or runs. Yeah, I haven't been shocked by how bad – well, like Quan and so many of those bats have been, and it's just a pretty nightmarish offense right now for Cleveland. So Tyler Wells, home against Cleveland, then at San Francisco, I tempted to go four, but I'm going to go three. He's given up five homers in his last two games. Wells has. Um, he's also fanned fifteen to three, fifteen to three walks. Mm-hmm. So the homers normalize. I, I, I mean, if it keeps the price down, or you know to pick him up or even in DFS. All right. I still like Tyler Wells. I'm going to go at three with you as well, but you know, we, we do need to be fair about it. He has given up 13 homers in 57 innings. That's uh good to point out, especially the although, trend, the trend with those homers. Yeah. Although once he faces Cleveland, it'll be like 13 in 63 <laughs> innings, right? Yeah. They're not going yard, that's for sure. Well, your Red Sox finally moved Corey Kluber to the bullpen. Although I need, they I have- need that. I did yeah. this to um to Eric on the XSM show. They're in a three game losing streak. They're they're no longer my Red Sox. Oh yeah, check with me up. after the weekend. You're moving on after three <laughs> losses. No, I'm a Celtics I... fan now. No, just kidding. No, I'm just being silly. What about my Red Sox, Clay? No, I know that you were there through the thin days as well, and I've never been you got. <laughs> Me neither, really. But uh, I know your Red Sox did move Corey Kluber to the bullpen, although they have a doubleheader next week, so maybe he uh, gets another look there. Is but, that why we're bringing him out of the pen? Okay. He's been uh, brutal so far. But Brian Bay is the guy who lines up for two. He's been a lot better since that first uh, foray through the big leagues this year. And uh, versus Cincinnati, versus Tampa Bay, hmm. I feel like this, you know, the Tampa Bay one could be bad, but home against Cincinnati, I just don't see Bayo, you know, laying a stinker there at home against the Reds. So I'm going to go. Hmm. I don't know if I like him quite as much as Wells. Uh, I think I'm going to go three, but it's a little bit of a notch below Wells. I um, I'm going to go three as well. I'm kind of on a par. And I don't know about the off days in the CBA, but here's an example. Three-game series with Cincinnati and the Red Sox. Why can't they play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and have Thursday off? It must Mm -hmm. have to do with the off days of the teams and 
and you know because you, you you can fly out early on Sunday or earlier on Sunday and and get into town. But I think it's just a little bit. Uh, I think that's bizarre. Anyway, uh, I'm with you, Bella Bayo. The slider is on the way. the 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 changeup is still you know his number two pitch. We're seeing the improvements we wanted to see. Absolutely. Now Marcus Stroman's got a sub three ERA. He's got to face Tampa Bay and then a disappointing Padres team on the road. I do think the Padres is kind of a sleeping giant, but uh, haven't looked like it this year. Um, Stroman. Wow, I think this could be a regression week for Stroman. So I'm going to go three because I do feel like there's bad things to come here. Yeah, the thing with Stroman, I mean, he – even his expected ERAs is still pretty good at like three, three point five, three point six in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you don't make, when you don't, when you pitch to contact or we don't strike batters out, you're you're just subject to more variance. And I think that's kind of what, if it's regression, however you want to put it, he's just always a risk. He's also capable of throwing two six inning, you know, gems. So I'm yeah. gonna go three as well. He's kind of a confounding player because, you know, the K's have never been there, but he just somehow always gets it done, and then there's some stinker that kind of you sticks well, he, in your mind for a while. But And he's all, he has had a couple of those stinker years, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what it was a while ago at this point? It was 2019, the year of the home run. He didn't even, he didn't even give it that many home runs. And the year before that uh, as well. So the, the past three seasons, he's been solid. So mm. – you know, I didn't. He, I, he just remember. That's right. He took 2020 off. That's right. Um, he opted out. Yeah. Yeah. He opted out. But he's always been, you know, solid since. But still, I don't know. It's kind of like Hendricks. He just, I just, you know. I'm yeah. He's like the nervous. modern. He's I like think, he, where Hendricks was five years ago. Yeah. Basically. I mentioned Ben Lively among the stake league pickups. I didn't have a bid in on him, but he has pitched pretty well. I'm just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop here. Um, Ben Lively, the Reds traded. Uh, you know who the Reds traded to get Ben Lively, by the way. Who they I, I don't know with. why I remember this, but so he did. He come from Philly. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm trying to think of a former Red. That's I don't. I don't know. Marlon Bird, I think. Oh, I was okay. I was Marlon Bird. I don't okay. know why I remember that, but I just I have a vivid memory in my head of the that trade and seeing it on my phone, and I was in a car and. I, <laughs> I was like, oh, Ben Lively's kind of interesting. That was longer ago than I thought, anyway. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Um, For Cleveland, Logan Allen. Did we actually grade Lively? Lively? Oh, no, I guess we didn't. Um, These matchups at Boston versus Milwaukee. I'm only going to go with one. Yeah. That's kind of a – I don't feel good about that even. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it's it's mainly it's mainly escape. You know, hope to keep keep Boston cold because they are right now. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Milwaukee's just not doing anything. They couldn't hit. They couldn't hit uh, the San Francisco bullpen last night. Yeah, only Owen Miller can hit on that team for some reason. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, so all right, we're both on one on Ben Lively. Then Logan Allen for Cleveland at Baltimore. At Minnesota, who's who's coming back for them? But Kenzie, I guess, is coming back. Um, we yep. have him penciled in to start Wednesday. Yep. So, Savali as well, or did Savali already come back? Um, yeah, Savali's on his way back. He struck out five in a rehab outing on Tuesday. Yeah, so they both could be back. So that this is where um, 
you know, is it Bybee? You know, Alan, I think they all get one more shot and we'll see what happens next week. Yeah. So tentative given the, the returns to that rotation in Cleveland, but at Baltimore, at Minnesota, hmm, I think I'll go Logan Allen. I think I like him a little less than like Wells and Bayo. So I'm going to go two. No, I agree. Cause I think those are sneaky, tough, sneaky, tough uh, foes. Yeah, true. And now here's this Baltimore's Baltimore's amazing. Here's the one that I think could be kind of a sneaky, a sneaky trap. Kyle Freeland, he's on the road for two, and it's at Arizona at KC. And you kind of I just feel like it's one of those things where you think, oh, Freeland's leaving Colorado for a couple. Maybe I'll scoop him up, but I feel like it could go bad because yeah, he's always had some road struggles and it's not a dominant arm. So, I, you know, with two, I got to give him some consideration, but I think I'm only going to go with a two on Freeman. I thought you were going to go one because you're only giving him some because I'm going to go two. Um, I'm with you that they feel trappy. Yeah. But I like Arizona less against lefties. And well, at least he's got the advantage over Pasquantino. So I do, I do like it. I do like a two for Freeland here. I'm trying to Couple- check his splits. Yeah. This year he's better at home, and I know isn't that kind of a trend with him? He was the guy no. I think he like grew up in that area, right, or something. Right, but that's kind of over. Last year he was horrible yeah. at home yeah. and workable on the road, and the you know the last two years he's been better in the on, on away. But even away, the whip is high, um, and he's not dominant like you say with the strikeouts. But um, yeah, no, I um I I'm gonna go with two because it is matchup driven. Mm-hmm. Real quick, let me just pause because Kevin in the chat had an interesting question. Head-to-head points league, 10-team league, each team has to start 10 pitchers for the week. Only one has to be a reliever, but what ratio of SP to RP would you suggest if you're starting 10? I would just tentatively say like 7 to 3, even though you only have to start one reliever just because you want that ratio help and you want to compete in the saves category. Was it The quick aside. Was it category or, or oh, it's points. That's right. It was points. I mean, Sorry. just yeah. There is no. There is no. Yeah, there is that no. amount. It's it's the matchups. It's matchup driven. Mm-hmm. Either use yeah, our. Sorry, I, I forgot. Yeah, that part. I mean, just either use our custom points calculator or just do it yourself. I right? look at the matchups. Be reasonable. What you think each pitcher will do, and throw in a Excel and or use your TI forty. I don't know whatever, and figure out how many points they're going to score. Yeah, if it's points, you know, that all gets pretty much thrown out the window. And if you're in, like, a points league like Tout Wars head-to-head points, you know, you, you can get some negative points dropped in with some bad starting performances. But with the way innings are boosted up, I would just, you know, depending on your scoring system, maybe just load up as many innings as, as I can. Yeah, well, we're, a quick break to Angelo. No, there's a doubleheader next Saturday. There's no doubleheaders Monday, at least not yet. All right. Well, let's get back. Actually, this gives us a nice little break point. So we'll pause briefly to throw to a quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Lord Zola. And Todd, a couple weeks ago on the pod, I was asking you, what the heck is up with Michael Kopech? He's just, you know, just nothing at this point. And then suddenly he found it again. It was last two starts, 15 scoreless innings, 19 to 1K to walk. So. You know, baseball is a funny game. A guy could be struggling, and then they just find it again somehow. And it seems so, like Kopex in that bucket right now. You don't have that audio where I said, "Hang in there, he's going to get really good." Oh, maybe I didn't. You, say you that. probably did say that. I just didn't hear. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. I didn't say that with Kopech. Okay, I didn't either. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know what the heck's going on. But now I have to kind of recalibrate and see, maybe dig in and see what's changed. Yeah, I, I, I called. Know. I called his most, I called air quote, his most recent outing on, on, on the ESPN piece I did, although I kind of hedged it. I said, it's a, it's a starting pitching. It's a streaming type piece. And I said, it's early in the week to be desperate, but there's a pathway for Kopech to score a bunch of points. Mm -hmm. I wish I didn't hedge it. I wish I said, start Kopech. I mean, Mm -hmm. he came through and scored the bunch of points. Yeah, he was awesome. He's been awesome the last few outings. So versus the Angels versus Detroit, I don't think I want to go four yet, but I think he's a three. Yep, I think he's earned a three. I'm still at, at home against the Angels is a bit scary. Yeah, that's true. Trout's kind of turned it around again, so that's as you'd expect. Uh, Lucas M- Mickey Moniak. Yeah, what a story Mickey Moniak's been. You know, I mean, good those of him. us that have Tyler Ward aren't very happy, but it is a good story. Yeah, a guy who's you know, number one overall pick, just kind of labeled a bust for so long and traded, and yep. now he's finally settling in, it, it would seem. Uh, Lucas Giolito, same two-step for him versus the Angels versus the Tigers. See, a week ago, that's a four, but he had yeah. a rough start this week. So yeah. are we going to be overly influenced by that one start? I am a prisoner of the moment. And so I'm kind of thinking like I'd rather, like I think I'm going to give him both threes, but I kind of give Kopech the edge here. And so that is a uh, pretty big reversal, of course, from, from just a few weeks ago. All right. You know, I'm going to go four for Giolito. I still think, you know, I, I don't want to be overly influenced Mm-hmm. by one start on a day that was just backwards for everybody. Yeah, that's probably the more level, <laughs> level-headed level uh, take there. I'm going to go three on both, but I got you down as a four on Giolito, yeah. and you said, you said three on Kopech, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael, or not Michael, Matthew Boyd uh, versus Texas at 
the White Sox. So let's let's look at how deep Boyd has been going. He's only eh. he went he was regularly going five plus, but then his last few one one and a third, yeah, five and two thirds, four and two thirds. Yeah, it's been a struggle lately, and the, and the pitch counts are pretty high, those last two. Mm-hmm. So it's just he's been in a – and even though he's only walked three, it's just pitching – I don't know if he's fouling it off, what he's, what, what, what's happening. But he ha- hasn't been the most efficient with the pitches. So, um, and those, you know, Washington and KC, aren't that – isn't that when you're supposed to, you know, do, do well because you're going to be facing other teams that aren't so easy to maneuver through? Good point. Good point. I uh, did you give a number on Boyd? I think I'm going to go one. I'm going to go two. I'm still going to go two. Um, Texas is obviously tough. Yeah, the they, White Sox. They have the best red run differential in baseball, don't they? Yeah. Well, when, you know, when 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 um, Tim Dane Dunning is uh, yeah, Luke, Luke Rayleigh and uh, and who uh, you know when when when. When they brought in the uh, the position players, oh yeah, Tampa lost that, their uh, lost their twenty edge. to one, yeah, twenty to yeah. one uh, laugher. Yeah, you can't let Vlad see the same pitcher twice. I mean, Rayleigh got him <laughs> the first Rayleigh, time. Yeah. Luke but, Rayleigh yeah, struck you, him out on that curveball, that yeah. Ephus. Curve yeah, ball. you can't you can't let Vlad see that same pitcher twice. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was glad got Vlad got some revenge because he was smiling after the K, but I could kind of tell he was a little irked. Oh, but for he, sure. Uh, yeah. And he, he got his revenge. That high inside pitch, he hit the typical laser, mm-hmm. you know, out of the park. Anyway. Uh, for Houston, J.P. France and uh, Brandon Belak are the two star pitchers for them versus Minnesota versus the Angels. France has been, yeah, he's kind of given, given something back his last few outings. Uh, well, he was all right against Milwaukee, eight Ks. He just had that one against. Cubs at home that was not so good. So he's been great on the road, and then his one outing at home is the one a stinker so far for JP France. So I'm not going to put too much stock into that, but uh, I'm still not completely sold on the skills. I think with JP France, I'm going to go with a two. I'm no, I'm going to go a one. I, I mean, maybe he's one of those guys that needed to be in the majors, but I was not impressed when he was called up. So I'm going to mm-hmm. going to stay with that. And Brendan Belak gave up three homers in his most recent outing in Milwaukee, um, matching his total from his first four outings, by the way. So the long ball bit Belak last time out. I think I'm going to put him on the same level as France as a two. Going to go two as well. Okay. All right. Continuing to make our way through here. This is weird. I might have to check if this is some sort of error. Did Kansas City have Wednesday and? Yeah, I wouldn't Thursday be. I think off? that that may be a way to get a Memorial Day game. I think that's. I think oh, that's. Oh yeah. I bet you. I'll bet you that so they can play yeah. Memorial Day because they just have that two game set in St. Louis, which would probably be a Tuesday Thursday set in a typical week. Yeah. Or a Tuesday Wednesday set in a typical week. So. Yeah. Okay. So no two star pitchers for KC, given that they have two off days in the middle of the week. Uh, Jaime Berea made his first start of the season. Yeah, he was well, he was like a long man, right? So he was just in the bullpen. Then he makes his first start, goes five scoreless with six Ks and no walks. So uh, suddenly Jaime Berea is back on the fantasy radar. 
And that was wasn't that against my Red Sox? Let me double check. Um Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah. They made Barea look like Cy Young. Um <laughs> he was, you know, he was he was you know, primary pitcher a couple times. I don't mean, you know, he's 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 all right. He's always been all right, always mm. been a streaming type that uh you know White Sox you kind of like, but you don't like the park. Houston, even though their lineup is not as dominant as it is likely to be, it could break out at any time. I'm just you know, I can't go higher than a one. Yeah, I'm going to the one too, especially because as good as Berea was in that first start of the year, he I mean he couldn't have been more efficient. He got through those five on only sixty four pitches. Yeah. So I would expect his pitch count to still be limited. He'd have to have another really efficient outing to qualify for the win. And with these road matchups, yeah, I'm only going a one on Jaime Berea. Now, earlier this week, Todd, I asked you uh, to look into our Bobby Miller projection, and thank you for doing that. Uh, Impressive outing for him, and now he's home against Washington, home against the Yankees. That'll be an interesting series next weekend. Yankees visiting the – Dodgers. Um, yeah, man, Bobby Miller sure looks a lot better than Gavin Stone so far. I think I'm going to go with a three on Miller because I definitely would want to pick him up if I if I could. We are agreeing far too much this week. I'm going three as well. Yeah, I'm only seeing one, two, three, four disagreements so far. So, well, we're um, barely. We're not quite. We're, we're going to hit the halfway point with Miami. So Sandy Alcantara versus San Diego versus Oakland. You know, I don't think I'm really willing to bump him down. I know that you were kind of like, all right, I had him as a four coming in. He's kind of pitched at that level. I had him as a five coming in. He hasn't been anywhere close. K's are down a little bit. I guess I've kind of... I'm tempted to still go five, but I guess realistically, I have to say four. I'm going to go four, and I'm not having any issue with it. Yeah, see, I'm still having an issue fighting that. Well, see, I'm, I'm still, I don't know if Nola has to, but that's the one I'm fighting. Hmm. And part of the tout table this week is who do you want the rest of the year? Alcantara, Aaron Nola, or Joe Ryan? Oof. And, you know, you know, first blush, I want to make fun of everybody taking Joe Ryan. But then you think about it, that might be the right answer. Yeah, that's not so <laughs> crazy, actually. So, yeah, Joe Ryan's been unbelievable. One of the best stories and biggest you know, profit earners for where he was going during draft season. We'll talk about him here momentarily. But what about Adrian Hauser? Uh, 225 ERA so far. He's got to go to Toronto and then at Cincy, so you don't love the venues, but Toronto really hasn't looked like themselves lately, so you know, I do think they're kind of a sleeping giant, the Blue Jays, but you know, at Toronto is no longer the kind of you know, hands-off immediately type of uh, matchup for me, so I, hmm, I might go two on Hauser. He'll be on a list or two this weekend. Yeah, if if my pitching, if I'm, if I if I can't, if it's pretty good, I'm not interested. But if I need to make up some ground and I need some lightning in a bottle, Hauser is an established mid rotation, useful for fantasy guy. I got to run with it because I don't know how many options you're going to get. So I, I'm with you as a, on a two. 
Yeah, and then the two for Minnesota, Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan. They're going to be at Houston, then versus Cleveland. Houston's tough, but then we, as we talk about Cleveland, they're so bad that it kind of balances it out with these two. And I think I'm going to say both are fives. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I'm tempted with, with, with Gray to go four, but I think he's now, you know, he's one of those pitches really well between injuries, and he's perfectly, well, I don't know if he's perfectly healthy. But, um, yeah. He's healthy now. It's, it's, yeah, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we, Houston's offense, even with Altuve back, it's not the daunting, you know, it's, it's bottom third. It's it's right around number two. It's, it's Oakland's offense is on a par with Houston. Oh, I don't think scary. they're going to stay that way, right? But right now, Houston's offense is on a par with Oakland. Well, aside from Alec Manoa, probably my other biggest bust is Jose Abreu. Does he still not have a homer this year? Man, I Let me double check. If it, I think he last I saw he was still homerless. Um, yeah. Twitter would have yeah. broken. Yeah, Twitter would have broken. Still so. zero. And that's even two hundred plate appearances today. You'd think he would have just popped one up in, in Minute Maid and had it made yeah. the proper boxes. That's bizarre. That is bizarre. I feel for the guy too because ISO last well ISO two years ago was two nineteen. Then to 141 last year, then to 038. I feel for a guy who just, you know, you got to feel like there's something, maybe it's age catching up to him, but I got to think it's part mental at this point, too, because uh, this well, is I such mean, a dramatic turn for him. Last year, we was hitting the ball hard, but it was just on the ground. I don't I don't think his hard hit rate, I think, it, I think that's down now. And maybe it is mental because now you start putting loft in your swing. And the the bat's not going through the the, uh, the hitting zone as long as it should be, and just all, things just you know mushroom. Cody Sanga uh, versus the Phillies versus Toronto. Hmm. Uh, I had those control issues, man. He's. You look at the walk numbers in the game, the game log. I mean, five walks is last time out. Three, one, four, 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 four. He just cannot. Limit it reminds the me of the pass. wild thing. Don't you want to send him to an eye doctor? Yeah. See, if, it, see yeah. if it's vision. He needs to get some. I mean, probably not LASIK, but just some some sort of contacts. Probably. I don't know. I, I mean, who knows? I was just making that. It just reminds me of the wild thing. That's all. Or Nuke Lelouch. Maybe he needs to wear, you know, a garter belt or something. <laughs> Whatever it is, he just you know. I know he's got that good stuff, but. Maybe a little reluctant to fill up the zone still. He's got six homers allowed, 48 innings, just 31 walks. It's really, uh, you know, I hate a guy that nibbles like that. But I still think given the success he's had despite those walks to date in these two home matchups, I think I'd still give him a two. Yeah, I'm more comfortable in a points league because, all right, what what do you do? He breaks even if he walks a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, rotisserie league, he crushes your whip because um, he does strike out a lot of batters too. I'm going to go with a two, but it's kind of like in a points league. Maybe he's a three in a points league. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Domingo Herman caught with uh, some sticky stuff, trying to get away with that. He was suspended, but back Monday at Seattle at the Dodgers. Not a guy I trust. I'm going to give him a two as well. 
Yeah, I kind of wonder what to trust. Um, I guess a two means he was better than that. And would yeah, all right, I, I'll, I'll go with the two because that means he was better than that, which he was, and we're downgrading him. All right, yeah, that's fair. At this time last year, Paul Blackburn was kind of a big surprise story in the fantasy world, but then he fell apart and got hurt. Um, but he is projected back, and he's his last rehab outing for Las Vegas really went well. Five innings, struck out five, just one earned run. Um, not a dominant guy in terms of swing and miss, and when, when I say dominant in terms of baseball, it's – always in terms of swing and miss. Uh, the injury that sidelined Blackford to this point, just a right middle fingernail avulsion. So that's not you know, something that really scares me moving forward, but uh, I'll still need to see more from Blackford. I'll give him a one just because maybe you actually pick him up and wait and see. I'm going to go zero. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, to me, going even if he goes five innings with the A's, that's not enough with that bullpen. And he doesn't yeah. get the strikeouts or generally hasn't gotten the strikeouts. So I'm going to go zero, and I'm probably not going to pick him up. He's just not the kind of pitch contextually I like the park, but contextually yeah. not the kind of pitcher I like to start. Picked him up a few places last year, and it was fun for a little while, and then it wasn't fun. But, yeah, I think you're probably right as a zero. I, I, I'll give him a one just as maybe you're in a deep league and you, you see what happens. But um, Ranger Suarez, I think I'm going to have to go to zero. I mean, this guy's got an oh. ERA pushing 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one's a tough because, I mean, this you should be starting him this week. You know, yeah, I'm going to go one, on, actually. On I, can't give, I can't give Blackburn a one and Suarez a zero, so I'm going to go one on Suarez. Oh, gosh. I'm going to go one as well. Um, but I mean, I, I just feel as though he deserves to be higher. I know not by the numbers, but all right, you know what? We're, 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 I'm gonna go one. What about Rich Hill at San Francisco at uh versus St. Louis? Would you think about scooping him up where he's available? Uh, that curveball still holding up with age to me, he's a three. I don't care who the opponents are. You know, I mean, although if it's in Colorado, maybe I care. Yeah. I mean, he just, just you know, flips the, it's like a knuckleballer. Yeah. He just, you know, flips the ball up there from different angles and says, hit it. So, I mean, these matchups aren't terrible. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's a three, but, eh, or is he a two? No, eh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go two. Okay, I got a three, but two sounds. Yeah, I'm gonna go two. I sounds reasonable. Pittsburgh isn't winning like they have been. I don't know how luckily the win is against these teams, so we're gonna go two. All right, moving on. Ryan Weathers, he was a pickup in the stake league. It's at Miami, then versus the Cubs. Um, who's his dad? I forget. Um, David, isn't it? David, yeah, of course. Um. So, yeah, he came up a few years ago, had some issues, some struggles, but um, I guess it was just, yeah, two years ago he came up. And then didn't – yeah, he pitched 94 and two-thirds innings at the big league level in 2021, then just uh, three and two-thirds last year. Pitching okay this year. Um, in six innings his last time out. I just – I don't really trust the performance yet, so I'm going to go a one with these matchups. I am as well. I'm a little surprised. I mean, surprised that he 
his, his pitching is deep. I thought he'd be more of an opener and or primary pitcher than an old-fashioned starter. So I'm trying to see what his minor league. All right, so in between and the minor leagues went four innings and four innings. So they, they they stretched it out so he could go five. Even so, though, yeah, I'm gonna uh, yeah I'm gonna stick with the one. Bryce Miller of Seattle has been one of the stories of the season so far, and one of the most you know useful Fab pickups today. That whip is just absolutely insane. Uh, versus the Yankees at Texas, not willing to go five yet, but I think I'm gonna go four on Bryce Miller. I'm gonna go four, and you know I'll call this the you know the the litmus test week. This is the this is the this is the week to see, you know, if he's gonna get us some comeuppance, it, it could be this week, or he's really good and yeah, he's just gonna cruise, you know. That Yankees lineup doesn't strike a ton of fear in my heart right now. So since they're down several guys, and yeah, I think yeah, well, this will be an interesting test week for Miller, but start him, you know, if you've been rolling with him. Mm-hmm. Don't see any reason to change that now. Uh, Anthony DiSclefani versus Pitt versus Baltimore. A couple nice home. Well, not, you know, you don't like facing Baltimore, but at least you get some at home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a three, I think, on Disco. Yeah, I am as well. It's kind of, yes. All right, yes, I'm going to go three before I talk myself into something lower. Yeah, we're, we're kind of running a little long, so we'll power through these last few. No two-star pitchers for St. Louis. They have... That same thing with Kansas City. They're playing them next week, and they, they play Monday, Tuesday, then off Wednesday, Thursday. Shane McClanahan's a five. Is Zach Eflin also a five for you? At Chicago, at Boston. Hmm. I'm gonna go four. I don't. I don't love it, but I'm gonna. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go four. Mm-hmm. I'm starting them everywhere, but I'm gonna go four. Yeah, me too. Another one of the top. You know, stories of the season. Nate Eovaldi, nasty Nate. What a story he's been. I mean, I am kind of just waiting for the next injury, but a complete game is last time out. So he's got two complete games his last five starts. He's gone nine, eight, eight and two thirds, seven and nine. Really not what I expected uh, out of a guy who's had so many injury issues, but taking the ball and yeah, handling a heavy workload every time out at Detroit versus Seattle. I'm not going to go five, but it's I'm tempted to. So that's a four. I I'll go six. So we average wow. to five. I mean, those great matchups. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go five. Hmm. Uh, real quick, I know you're still running late. This is part of the tiller table as well. Mitch Keller, Eduardo Rodriguez, or Eovaldi, rest of season. Mitch Keller, Eduardo Rodriguez, Nathan Eovaldi. Hmm. I think I'm going to go Eovaldi. You know what? I may be on Keller just because of the injury possibility with yeah. Evaldi. Well, I think, you know. But it's tough. It is, it is heightened with Evaldi, but that's there with every pitcher. So it's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's tough. This I, To me, I don't want to call it a throwaway tout table, but the ones with players I don't like as much as some of the others. But we're getting some, uh, we're getting some run on this one. This one's going to be fun. Anyway. Awesome. Uh, you say Kikuchi has come back to earth, but he's still five and two versus Milwaukee at the Mets. Let me see. So he ran into some issues against Tampa Bay, as you'd probably expect. He's also faced, how about this for the past three starts, Atlanta, Baltimore, and then at Tampa Bay. So given those opponents, you know, he struggled, but you got to give him a little bit of a pass there. 
<sighs> Versus Milwaukee at the Mets. I think I'm going to go two. You picked the perfect time to vamp a little bit because, man, the sirens were loud behind me, but I hit the mute button in time. It got loud. I think the windows may be open a crack. Uh, I'm going to go two as well. Kikuchi is maddening, you know, because he's just a guy that when I start him, he stinks, and when I don't start him, he he, he shoves. Yeah. Anyway. And uh, Trevor Williams. So we've talked about the, you know, the Strowmans and the Kyle Hendricks of the world, and Trevor Williams fits that. It fits into that bucket. So at the Dodgers versus Philly, I'm going to go zero on Trevor I will go zero as well. All right. Well, thank you for all the insight. Let me get this uh, uh, recap up here. So we're going to recap our grades for Matt Leahy, by the way, says Evaldi Keller Erod in that order. So. That is a really good, you know, pick one of the three. All right, two-start pitcher grades recap for Memorial Day week. Again, happy Memorial Day to everybody. And we will recap these grades and get you on your way. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Ryan Nelson, it's a one. Zach Gallon, five. Bryce Elder, I say five. Todd, four. Tyler Wells, three. Brian Bayo, three. Marcus Stroman, three. Ben Lively, one. Logan Allen, two. Kyle Freeland, two. Michael Kopech, three. Lucas Giolito, I say three. Todd, four. Matthew Boyd, I say one. Todd, two. JP France, I say two. Todd, one. Brandon Belak, two. Jaime Berea, one. Bobby Miller, three. Sandy Alcantara, four. Adrian Hauser, two. Sonny Gray, five. Joe Ryan, five. Cody Sanga, two. Domingo Herman, two. Paul Blackburn, I say one. Todd, zero. Ranger Suarez, one. Rich Hill, I say three. Todd, two. Uh, Ryan Weathers, one. Bryce Miller, four. Anthony DiSclefani, three. Shane McClanahan, five. Zach Leflin, four. Nate Ivaldi, I say four. Todd, five. Yusei Kikuchi, two. And finally, Trevor Williams, zero. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Anything else uh, on your mind today, Todd, as we wrap things up? Well, there's a note in the chat that Hunter Green has a no-hitter through four. Yeah. Let's just also note that he's thrown 86 pitches through four innings. So let's get you out of here so you can watch that game. Uh, yeah, he's got but, the yeah. cake. We just need need a lot of pitches yeah. to. Uh... Yeah, eight strikeouts, two walks. Anyway, no happy Memorial Day weekend. You know, you know, have so have a couple thoughts for the reason for the weekend, but you know, have a good time as well. Yeah, and I saw a chat that always throws this person off when he sees a clean shaven clay. Uh, <laughs> um, I was trying to just trim, and then I really like messed up the. Uh, I read it really uneven, so I just thought, hey, it's time to. It'll come back. Time Here to start. Go. It's, it's you're not doing a, right. You're not. It's not a playoff beard for hockey, so you're fine. Yeah, and I'm not sashing Ellie De La Cruz anywhere. I <laughs> tempted, but I, I still think they kind of do the uh, Corbin Carroll thing, where it's they keep his rookie status intact for next. Yeah, yeah, year. I think. Yeah. Let's let McLean see what McLean can do, and I think well, he's starting to play a lot so better. Far, yeah, yeah, I've been impressed, and yeah, I 
I do think we see Ellie, but I would expect him. What's the threshold? Like 130 at bats to make he can't clear that or something for to for maintain status. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is, I think they will maintain that for next year so that he could potentially win rookie of the year next year and then get the Reds a draft pick. So I would not expect him to exhaust his rookie eligibility this year. Thank you guys so much for coming through and hanging out. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, and we'll catch you soon on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by Rival Fantasy.